Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. Usually, I've got five news stories for you coming out of Israel, but today I have a special episode for you about Shavuot. It's a Jewish holiday which commemorates the time that the Jewish people received the Ten Commandments from God. I have a special woman from Toronto, Canada, now living here in Israel. She's going to tell us how she celebrates this underrepresented holiday. Anat Ishai is also known as the Chala Mom on social media. She has around 120,000 followers on Instagram and 33,000 on TikTok. She teaches people about Judaism through baking and preparing delicious items, which she shows on social media. I also found her to be a wealth of knowledge regarding the history of our traditions, and she even gave me some ideas for new ones that I can bring into my home for this holiday. Israel is blooming with flowers on the trees, and you can hear people wishing each other a Chag Sameach in Hebrew, and that translates to Happy Holiday in English. It's just a joyful time here in Israel. This interview was originally live on Instagram on the IsraelDaily.News Instagram page and has been adopted for your ear here on the Israel Daily News Podcast. So, first of all, thank you for joining us to talk about this very exciting holiday. Yeah, with pleasure. Thank you. Tell us, uh, first of all, Anat, you join us from Toronto originally. You've been in Israel for about 10 months now. So welcome to the country. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be back home, actually. Yeah. Are you originally from Israel? Yeah, so I was born in Israel. um, And I spent the first five years of my life, which I don't quite remember, in Israel, uh, about 34 years in Toronto, Canada. And the last 10 months back home. Yeah, it's been great. Good. Well, we're very happy to have you back in the homeland. And so this is your first time observing Shavuot in Israel as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So I think Shavuot is probably an underrated um, holiday, right? As Jews, we know about Rosh Hashanah. We know about Yom Kippur. You know, know, we know about Passover, Sukkot maybe. But Shavuot is one of those holidays that kind of go under. And for me... What I also love about it, because, you know, with Jewish people, it's all about the food. And I love dairy. So this is like the dairy holiday. We call it the cheesecake holiday. So for those of you that remember the Cheesecake Factory back in the U.S., this is the cheesecake, um, like, playoffs, I call it, <laughs> it's of, of, of Jewish holidays. So um, Shavuot here around Israel, if you go to like bakeries in your local neighborhoods, you'll see cheesecakes everywhere, cheese danishes, cheese, cheese everything. So I'm sorry for everyone here who's lactose intolerant. Uh, my husband too cannot have dairy uh, for dietary reasons. But um, so there's a lot of food from a dairy perspective involved, which I'm happy to share. But it's also an amazing holiday that reminds us about our covenant with God and why it is we chose to follow the Torah and how is it applicable to us? And for me, I think from a a broader sense, from a spiritual sense is why do I continue to choose to be Jewish? Okay. This idea of, um, you know, you're either born Jewish or you're a Jew by choice. Um, but why choose it? Why choose to be who you are over and over again? I think this is a great holiday for a discussion like that, an introspective moment for us. I think so. So too, I think it's great. I was 
having a conversation of, about Shavuot just this week, and I mentioned how this is the time where the Jewish people receive the Ten Commandments from Moses, and it's a really, it, it is the opening of Judaism for the Jewish people, and yet this holiday does not get the play that so many other holidays get. So in addition to the cheesecake, are, can you tell us a little bit about any differences that you might be seeing between how this holiday is celebrated here versus how it's celebrated in North America, if there's anything that you feel might be different? Um, I would just say the quality of the cheesecake because <laughs> dairy products in Israel are amazing. Otherwise, it really depends on your observance level, right? Um, growing up, I wasn't, I wasn't raised in an observant household, but certainly we had our cheesecakes, um, but we didn't really have a, a, a religious um, observance of the holiday. And, um, and I don't really remember commemorating it so much, but as um, a more observant woman today and mother of four children, um, the way that I would observe this holiday in Toronto, um, I observe it here. I just think that the spiritual energy is quite different in Israel observing the holidays because um, I always say like being in Israel is like not having any static. Um, the connection is quite clear and you can't, uh, you can't forget that a holiday is coming. Um, it sort of is around you. I believe Jews, when we're, we live outside of Israel and we want to observe the holidays, we have to be a little bit more proactive about it. Um, we don't and we shouldn't wait until Walmart or Target or any of these other stores show us our holiday um, from a marketing perspective. But here in Israel, we certainly know it's coming. So in terms of the preparation, um, it's a two day holiday abroad. It's here. It starts on Thursday night and then we leap right into Shabbat. Um, we read the Ten Commandments. And just back to what you were saying before, we know about Passover. We know that you know, that is the big holiday. But the whole point of Passover is Shavuot. The whole reason for leaving Egypt is so that we may serve God, is that, that we may become a nation, is that we would leave this slave mentality and finally have this sovereignty and this um, greater purpose um, and relationship with the creator. And so sometimes we forget the very first commandment, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I know it, I know it. Yeah, I'm the Lord, your God. <laughs> but it's like dot, dot, dot. I'm the Lord, your God, who took you out of Egypt so that you may serve me. There was a reason why we left. It wasn't just like leave for the sake of leaving because nobody likes to be a slave. Um, but to serve, not, not the Pharaoh, <laughs> to serve God in, in our way. So, um, and everyone has their way. And, I, and I'm not here to, to speak to people's way, but it's important to note that we left Egypt for a reason. And so for me, this holiday, as I said before, at the beginning of, of our discussion is about reevaluating and have an introspective conversation with oneself. Why is being Jewish important to me? And how do I identify with my Judaism? And would I choose it all over again? And if I continue to live this way, how do I choose and make the choices to choose it again? Right? To be a Jew is to be in a relationship. Absolutely. I love that. And uh, one of the things that I thought that you might want to speak to, um, I assume that you have a lot of different uh, friends and community members across the board in all different sectors of Judaism, being that you come from a secular background, you live in Israel, and I'm sure that you have everybody in between. 
And one of the things that I've had on my mind this week from various talks, you know, I'm a journalist, so I'm interviewing people all the time. And one theme that keeps coming up for me is the theme of unity. Is there any message that you have for people that are watching here as Israel is going through a very turbulent time? We have a lot of conflicting ideas. There is a lot of turmoil between communities. Can you tell us, um, is this a holiday of unity? And how can people bring that into their everyday lives? Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, well, a couple things. And perhaps I can use um, some illustrations uh, and metaphors to, to uh share my ideas or my thoughts. But when we were about to be given the Torah at, at Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai, we're, we're told in, in, by our sages in the biblical text, was surrounded by beautiful, beautiful flowers. All of a sudden, the mountains started to bloom, different types of flowers, different color arrangements. And I suppose, you know, as a mother of four children, I look at my children, and they're all blossoming differently. They're all different types of flowers, right? Some are, have some thorns and some smell nice and some are, you know, need more watering and some need some shade. Um, and yet I'm, I'm as their mother hold the ribbon that keeps them together, that reminds them that you don't need to be the same even though you come from the same source, that you're allowed to have your individuality, um, but yet be part of a collective. The Torah was given not to a select group of people um, not to a homogeneous group of people. The Torah was given to the 12 tribes of Israel. The Torah was given to the Jewish people. We are a diverse people. And one of the things I love, um, it's, it's part of the uh, values of an organization I'm very involved with, Momentum, is we do not require uniformity to have unity. In fact, the beauty of the Jewish people is uniformity um, to create unity. It, it, it goes hand in hand. So for me, this holiday is a reminder that it is our differences that makes us beautiful. And we should be really striving to look at each other and, and connecting with each other with what unites us and not with what divides us. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, again, it's a holiday that could slip under the radar, but really has so much uh, potential to reawaken the sisterhood and the brotherhood of the Jewish people. Very beautiful. Can we agree that there's going to be some uniformity in having cheesecakes on everyone's table across the country? Unless you're lactose intolerant, but you know, some people take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of my listeners are coming from different backgrounds. They've never observed Shavuot before. They may be Christian. And in fact, the listeners of my daily news show heard that there was a holiday this week and reached out to me and asked me to tell them about it. So do you think that you could take us through what some of the preparations look like for you? Sure. And I know that I'm, I'm sure that you'll tell us, oh, well, my family is going to get together and eat. But what are some other things for those who maybe have never seen a Shavuot yeah. a day in their life? Tell us what does the holiday look like and, um, and, and when does it start and when does it end and, and things like that? Perfect. So when we are speaking to a holiday, and um, the best way to understand the holiday is to understand the name. So Shavuot um, is a Hebrew name, and Shavuot means the weeks. So what are the weeks? The weeks are, as I mentioned before, the countdown from Passover, the time that we left Egypt, to the time that we received the Torah, which is the 49 days. We count the Omer, um, which is a, it, this period of time that the Jewish people are counting 
and counting up, counting down <laughs> to receiving um, the Torah. So to understand the holiday is to understand what it means and our Jewish holidays have um, a representation um, from that perspective. So Shavuot means the weeks, the weeks that are leaving up, leading us from Passover to receiving the Torah. The other piece is that the idea of, and I keep coming back to this, the cheesecake, but the food and why such a big deal with the food is that milk and honey is what you know we know. Israel is the land of milk and honey. But what does that really mean? It means just as the body can be sustained from milk and honey, so our sages teach us that we can be sustained spiritually from the Torah. This notion that um, the sweetness and and the fullness that you, you feel from in, enriching yourself with Jewish wisdom is a universal truth. The other piece is that, again, back to um, why we would eat dairy, the, the word for milk in Hebrew is called chalav. Now in the Hebrew language, every letter in the Hebrew alphabet represents a number. We have this system called gematria, which is basically a very sophisticated way of calculating uh, the numbers of the letters in a word. So halav equals 40. 40, it's the 40 days and 40 nights that Moses spent at Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, getting us the Torah. So there's a lot of references that way. But what is it that we would customarily do? Thursday night, we would begin our festive meal and we would sit around the table and we say Kiddush and we have our challah and we start eating our dairy stuff. And there would be beautiful flowers around the house to remind us of how Mount Sinai looked like when we received the Torah. And after we eat, usually the elders or maybe even us and the kids, we would start learning Torah, Jewish wisdom, based on the level of who's around the house. Maybe my husband is gonna end up going to synagogue with my older boys and do all night learning. It's, it was a, a way for us because when we received the Torah, we, we were up, we were up and we were ready um, to receive it. So it, it's a way to commemorate the the wisdom, the intake that we're taking in. Um, and, and that's really what Shavuot is about. It's about gaining, taking a moment and reflecting and, and really being intentional about internalizing Jewish wisdom. And so depending on your observance level, that will look different. For some people, it's just like, maybe I'll read a book about Israel. For some people, it's maybe I'll learn the Jewish alphabet. For other people, it's going to be diving deep into religious texts. So it will look a little bit different for anyone. But if somebody wanted to take on these customs, I would say buy or make a cheesecake, get yourself a really beautiful floral arrangement, and find some Jewish texts or something about the Jewish people that interests you at your level. And that's a beautiful way to commemorate and to honor this holiday. So beautiful. Thank you for taking us through that. And I always like to have fresh cut flowers on the table, but I am going to get extra, extra flowers. Thanks to, first of all, that beautiful story that you told us about all of the children representing different types of flowers at Mount Sinai, but also because we're bringing that into the home. I really like that idea. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to move into Jerusalem. And I know that you're doing a lot of baking and you're showing women what they can do to bring Judaism through their breads and through their baked goods. And you're talking about these themes on your channel. Um, one theme that I wanted to bring in, which was, is, is Jerusalem and how it's such an important point. And uh, throughout the years, especially during the Second Temple time, Shavuot 
was the party of the year um, on the side of the um, the grand great big temple, the Beit Hamikdash. And so people were coming, even the ones that didn't live in Jerusalem, and even the ones that didn't live in Israel, were bringing their families and bringing food and their animals and basically camping on the side of the mountain. And I always thought that was so impressive and somewhat sad that we've lost kind of that um, festival feel. And I like to joke that we, that Shavuot was the original Burning Man or the original <laughs> Midburn um, of bringing the encampments and bringing the things and going from yeah. home to home and maybe making friends with the people around you. And when I came to Israel, I think my first Shavuot I spent in Jerusalem and I watched people uh, walking throughout the evening up to what used to be the Beit HaMikdash and is today the Western Wall. And I joined them and I joined them in that march and people go there and they do sunrise prayer. And it is such a wild experience. So if you have anything that you'd like to share about Jerusalem being an important point or about um, anything that you might know of the ancient rituals of Shavuot yeah. that we may do or we, we might not do, I would love for you to take this opportunity to bring that in. Well, you know, you, you spoke about the, the festival of Shavuot and the time of the second temple and our temples in general. We had, we had two. Um, it is true that we actually have three, uh, I, I will use the English word, three pilgrim um, holidays or festivals, one of them being Passover uh, that I spoke about, the other one being Sukkot, which is with our huts, um, and the other one being Shavuot. And this was a time that the Israelites, the Hebrews, the Jewish people, we would gather ourselves and we would have the aliyah, the the climb up the mountain, because Jerusalem is a mountain, and we would gather ourselves from everywhere and we'd climb up towards the Temple Mount, where we would go into the Betzak Midash, our temple. It's a, it's a fascinating story if anyone's interested. The Western Wall Heritage Foundation and the City of David tell a remarkable story, and I've shared it on my social media. Um, platforms as well. Um, I can't speak to all the different rituals that happened during the Beit Hamikdash. I mean, we have 369 commandments just for our temple, um, and since we don't have one, and I'm not well versed in that, I can't speak to it. But it is so beautiful when you're in Jerusalem, whether you're a Jew or not. There is a spiritual energy if you allow yourself to tap into it. Some people are more privy to, to feeling it or more sensitive to it. Others just watch and follow the crowd. And the crowd always leads to Temple Mount. The crowd always leads to our holiest um, place, our holiest sites. And it's, it is beautiful a, a reminder that sometimes if you are not fully well-versed in something or you don't quite understand, your soul has a connection to something, um, something beyond your your ability to to explain something beyond words and so that's what jerusalem is and jerusalem is the city of gold it's um this the city of peace it's the the holiest place on earth it's where heaven meets earth and for anyone who's ever been or anyone who's ever interested in going you may find me there <laughs> i'm there often because it feels like sticking your lightning charger for your iPhone and, and getting charged up in rapid speed. So um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to go. We're not quite sure if we're going to be able to make it this year, but um, I, I really resonate with your story because it's, uh, 
you're not the only one <laughs> who feels that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. So I, we do have a question in the question box. I'm going to check what it is. If anybody listening and joining us here in the live has a question for either myself or Anat, you can put it in the question box in the bottom right. Uh, there's a question mark inside of a bubble. In the meantime, just want to drive home the point about the cheesecake. You mentioned the milk and the honey. Can you just revisit that and tell us how, um, is, is that why we eat cheesecake? Because it's, it's made of milk with honey on top? So it's a good question. So when we received the Torah at Mount Sinai, within the Torah, we have Jewish laws. One of the Jewish laws are our dietary laws, the kosher laws. At the time that we received those kosher laws, we weren't quite keeping them before. Um, and so if you're, if you know a little bit about kosher laws, I'll recap very, very, very quickly, is that there are special ways to slaughter an animal. Uh, there is no mixing of meat and dairy products um, and a few more things, but specifically on those two things. It takes a second to uh, slaughter an animal appropriately and, and drain it from its blood and have it ready uh, to cook. And the Jewish people were ready to celebrate, ready to have a festive meal. So the quickest way really was to use dairy. So that is really why we eat dairy because it is quicker. Um, and we couldn't quite prepare for the usual festive meals of like brisket and meatballs and steak and all the other things that we eat on Passover or Rosh Hashanah or any other holiday. So it's really about that we received the, the, the laws, the Jewish laws, which included the kosher laws. And once we understood that this is how the kosher laws had to be observed. We understood that in creating this festive meal on this day of rejoicing with God and receiving his Torah, we could only do the dairy at that time. So it was a time constraint. <laughs> that is quite fascinating. So you're saying that because it's easier to deal with cheese than it is to slaughter an animal, bring the animals um, and do all the proper preparations that just going dairy was actually um, easier? Was it also that the, the Hebrew people didn't have the knowledge at, or, at that time? So what they did, at the moment that they, re they received the Torah, at that moment at Har Sinai, we, we the Jewish people, we said in Hebrew, we say, we will, we will do and then we'll understand. Like, we, you and us, God, we're good. Whatever, whatever you want us, we're, we're in it. But we didn't quite know what all the laws were. It took a second to learn it. Um, but we understood that we were being given these laws. And that's why I was saying it was a time constraint. It was a time sensitivity. We understood that we were going to celebrate because of course, Jewish people like if, give us a reason to celebrate. We're gonna celebrate and throw, throw a festive meal. But that meal had to be dairy just because we understood that we were now operating on new dietary laws. Very interesting. Is there anything else about Shavuot that we didn't cover that you'd like to share? I think one of the things too is that it is very customary not only to hear the Ten Commandments in synagogue if uh, you do decide to go. If you don't, that's okay. Look them up. Um, it's, it's always a, a good reminder. The Ten Commandments are not really the first Ten Commandments given to the Jewish people, but they're called the Ten Statements. I'll say it in English. Um, and those Ten Statements are really the overarching um, commandments to the 613 commandments, the 613 connection points we have with God. But the second thing too is that we read a book on Shavuot, which I really, really love. It's called the Book of Ruth. It's about a woman who's um, essentially a convert and her husband dies. 
and her mother-in-law goes back. She goes back to the land of the Jewish people and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, has nowhere else to go. And Naomi, her mother-in-law says, you know, Ruth, just go back to your, your people. And Ruth is the kind of person that he understood that there's something here. There's a connection to Naomi's um, life and the way she lives and, and how she lived. This wasn't a, a matter of convenience for her to, to be married to Naomi's son-in-law or to Naomi's son. And Ruth, there's a very famous statement, very famous line where she goes to Naomi when Naomi says, you know, go back to your people. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to go back to, to my people. And Ruth says to her, you know, Naomi, where, where you go, I go. Where you die, I die. Your God is my God. And it was, a, it was a very heavy statement, a simple statement that has no glamour attached to it, has no, you know, rah-rah or showcase. It was just a simple truth, a matter of fact. And um, Ruth actually became such an important figure for the Jewish people. Through her lineage, we actually got King David. Um, so uh, it's a beautiful way to, to honor those that come into our tribe. Um, and, and it's a beautiful holiday for, for converts. I will add also just a small note that according to Jewish law, once you convert, we don't refer to converts as converts. They are Jewish now. Um, because once you're part of the family, you're part of the family. So it, it's just another little piece that I think creates more inclusion as well for the Jewish people. That's very beautiful. Could you tell us why we read the Book of Ruth at this time of year? So I think, again, it's, it's coming to the point of what does it mean to attach ourselves to God's commandments? What does it mean to really have a connection? Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe, maybe I wasn't given the privilege of Hebrew school education. Maybe my parents didn't teach me. Maybe I didn't receive what those rabbis and those Rebinsons and those religious people got, but I'm worthy of having a connection with my creator that's individual and it's vertical and has nothing to do with people around me. And, and that's enough. And that makes me whole. And I think someone like Ruth understood that at a, at a visceral level and with making such a statement of giving up a, a this comfortable life, this known life that she could have easily gone on back to but looking at her mother-in-law and saying I I know your truth and I believe in your truth and I want to be part of that because that is the eternal truth and I think as Jewish people we have many different ways to connect to our Judaism um, and I always say to people there are 613 ways to connect that that's what commandments are all about it's about connection and whether it's honoring your parents whether it's doing business honorably um, whether it's attending somebody's funeral and giving them their last exit out of this earth, um, everyone has their way. And when you own it 100%, that's your opportunity to connect with the creator. To, it's your opportunity to connect with the one who made you. And that's, uh, and that's a holy thing. And I always encourage people to focus on the thing that they can attach themselves to, the thing that, that makes them feel um, but they're part of something bigger. So you can have your individual identity and still be part of the collective. I love that. Um, I think it's very important for people to find where they identify, what touches them, and um, you know, find what items you wanna uh, connect yourself to or what problems you wanna solve or how you wanna 
um, be a light in the world. So thank you so much for sharing us these beautiful traditions, painting the picture for us of what it looked like for the Jewish people on Mount Sinai when we received the Ten Commandments, which is what this holiday is all about, and for giving some ideas for what people can do in order to experience the holiday. Um, maybe giving someone a new idea that they that they didn't have before or that wasn't in their family before. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for giving me your time and your platform. Keep in mind that Shavuot is celebrated like all other high holy days in Judaism with synagogue prayer and not using electricity. So don't expect your observant friends to be picking up their phones for a couple of days. Thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics, and thank you to all of you who are joining us on Patreon for the Israel Daily News Roundtable, which is a group that I'm opening. We are going to break down and discuss the news on a monthly basis. We have not had our first Zoom yet. It's coming up. And with the latest news, I'm sure that many of you would like to share what's on your heart. If you have not signed up, go to patreon.com backslash Shanna Fold. I'll be setting up a session shortly and you'll be able to get in there, ask questions, and break down the news. And I also want to thank all of you who are personally financing and funding the Israel Daily News podcast. I would not be able to do this work without your contributions, both financially and emotionally. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, May 25th, 2023. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You can sign up for that at israeldaily.news. Every episode here on the Israel Daily News Podcast ends with a song from an up-and-coming Israeli artist, and today is no different. I'll send you off with Shabbatot V'chagim by Ya'ara Sholian. If you know someone who makes recorded music, send it my way to play here on the show. Enjoy this tune and have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend. Shabbat Shalom and Hag Sameach, everyone.